You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. We are eight months into this lockdown without a vaccine in sight. Unemployment still at an all-time high. Experts now say more Filipinos are expected to slide back into poverty. That's true, but it's not just in the Philippines. Massive labor income losses are happening all over the world. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Varona, it's September 30. Ito ang Teka Teka, Balita, para sa mga huli sa balita. Teka Teka, before we proceed, if you're listening to Teka Teka, then chances are you already also know about Puma Podcast. But please be aware that we have also now put Teka Teka on its own channel wherever you podcast. So if you want to binge just the news, please do follow Teka Teka. But continue to follow Puma Podcast because as you know, marami tayong ginagawa na iba pang mga proyekto. Rob, poverty incidents in the Philippines has been improving in recent years, at least on record. We can see that more Filipinos were lifted out of poverty. Ang nakakalungkot talaga dito sa pandemic na ito is we've seen a major slide back, setback for so many Filipinos. Mm-mm. 1.5 million Filipinos to be exact. And that's not surprising, Inday, kasi bumaba yung income ng mga households at businesses na naapektuhan itong lockdown. Janina Magundayaw looked into this story with Mayan Vital of the Usapang Econ Podcast. Robbie Inday, actually yung 1.5 million na figure na yan, it came from a study by the Philippine Institute for Development Studies or PIDS. So sinagawa nila yung study ng August, so basically gumawa sila ng projections based dun sa data ng family income and expenditure survey na ginawa nila noong 2018. By itself, staggering na yung figure, no? 18.4 million. Million-million talaga. And imagine almost one-fourth ng population mo ang nagihirap. And the pandemic pushed a huge number of them back to poverty. Mind Vitalov, Usapang Econ, puts this in even better perspective. The disappointment comes from the fact that they were probably seeing a downward trajectory in terms of poverty rates. Because they had gains from 2015 to 2018, and then because of COVID, they had a reversal of these gains. Imagine mo ato six million yung parang nasabi mo na ay wala na hindi na sila poor. Pero parang ang mga yare okay, bumalik sila sa pagiging poor. On a policy perspective, it matters because. Sayang yung naisip mo na 6 million people have improved their quality of life. Mm-hmm. Tapos ngayon, dahil bumalik sila, it's a deterioration of the progress mm-hmm. that you're envisioning. And second is, of course, if you have more people who are poor, 
because we have conditional cash transfers program, it means na yung ito on the fiscal side naman to. It would also have an impact on government expenditures or spending. Because if you have more poor people to support. Speaking of support, yung 1.5 million Filipinos na estimate ng PIDs na pwedeng bumalik under poverty line ulit, contingent pa yan upon financial subsidies or ayuda na mabibigay ng gobyerno. So kung walang ayuda, gaya ng social amelioration program, yung SAP nga, or small business wage subsidy or SBWS, posibing lumobo pa yung figure na yan. Why should government spend more? Because if you're looking at it, then they're also underutilized in a way. Kasi hindi mo na ma-maximize yung potential ng person na to. Kasi for example, a poor person would focus so much on just meeting his basic needs, na just eating or you know having somewhere to live, na hindi na niya ma-invest yung sarili niya in terms of education. At hindi niya ma-fulfill kung ano yung potential niya in terms of being a good citizen, a productive citizen. And true enough, nakikita na talaga natin yung penalty na yan. Based lang dito sa latest hunger statistics ng Social Weather Station, no? Nitong September, one out of three Filipinos ang nagsabing nakarana sila ng gutom dahil wala silang makain nung lockdown. Sa dami ng problema kinakaharap ng Pilipinas ngayon, masakit isipin na yung pinaka-basic need ng mga Pilipino, hindi pa nila ma-fulfill on their own. We've heard this many times before, pero talagang itong epekto ng pandemic, pagdudusahan natin for many months, if not for years to come. Maraming salamat, Janina Magundaya. Usapang Econ will be releasing new episodes soon. Catch their new podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or kung saan man kayo pumapodcast. Now, we've talked about local unemployment and local rising poverty. But what's happening here is just a snapshot of what's happening in the rest of the world. Nag-release din kasi ng report ang International Labor Organization for the third quarter. And man, that wasn't good. They estimate that global labor income declined by more than 10%. Totoo yan, and the biggest drop was among lower middle income countries. One reason for this decline in labor income is really the decline in working hours. Workers in developing and emerging economies, especially those in informal employment, yung mga arawan ng trabaho, sila talaga naapektuhan. So a lot of younger people have opted for the gig economy, as we call it. I don't know if it's forced or it really is a lifestyle option, but I think we're seeing the downside now. It's really the working environment caused by this pandemic. ILO says in their report, 94% of workers are still in countries with some sort of workplace restrictions. 32% are in countries with closures for all but essential workplaces. Close quote. But the report also said that some countries managed to reduce the effects of lockdown on working hours. And they did this with the help of fiscal stimulus packages. So this is when the state lowers interest rates or other policies to get the cash flowing. High-income countries, of course, are in a better position to finance this measure. But in the case of emerging and developing economies, unfortunately, this fiscal stimulus only made the gap between rich countries bigger. Now, Teka Teka is doing a mini-series on the human rights violations during lockdown. 
This is being co-hosted by our resident legal expert, Attorney Ted Te of the Te Talks podcast. And this week, we talk about how the police enforced these quarantine measures. Here's an excerpt. Ang problema dun is that hindi siya nakakatulong uh, within the context of this pandemic because now there were more people being locked up. Yes, wearing the masks, violating curfew. Even, for example, leaving the house when they had no permit. So the general policy, the disposition of government at the time, continuing to this day, is really law and order. So ganun yung naging problema. Catch that episode on the Teka Teka channel. Total, pinag-uusapan na rin natin ang global effects ng pandemic on labor. Let's check in on the stories beyond the Philippines. Carl Javier has been following this as always. Hi, Robin and Dai. Ang big news sa U.S., President Trump's tax documents have been released. Siguro nabasa na ng listeners natin yung headline material that he only paid $750 in taxes because of all kinds of write-offs and tax avoidance. Pero teka, may mas malalim na pagbasa sa financial documents. So pag-usapan natin yun na saglit. First off, this isn't the first time that Trump's financial documents have been released. Ang big difference now is that these are relatively recent documents covering the last few years. And they reveal some big things. Let's not dive too deep into the numbers, but let's talk about the narrative. Trump campaigned and won as president because he has cultivated himself as a brand that's all about success, all about winning, all about being rich and on top of the world. Before he was president, his name was already aspirational in hip-hop music. Kumbaga, Trump equals business success. However, his financial documents tell a different story. They show how Trump has lost over a billion dollars on bad business moves. The reason he's paying so little in taxes? Wala siyang profits, and so walang matax. And the biggest concern according to his critics, like U.S. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, is that he is in tremendous debt for a president, hindi lang ito baon sa utang, but it's a security concern because whoever he owes money to potentially has leverage over him. Of course, this all comes just a little over a month until Election Day. These documents unravel the brand image that Trump used to win people over. We have yet to see if this will have an impact or if his base will even believe these documents. Alongside the politics, ito bang isang magandang tanong. How can business tycoons get away with paying so little in taxes? There is a provision in the U.S. tax code that allows an individual to spread current losses into subsequent years para hindi masyadong malaki yung babayaran niyang tax. The logic behind this is, if a business is losing money, it is not required to pay taxes. And startup companies in the U.S. do this all the time. Business Insider used Amazon as an example. For its first 17 quarters, that's over four years, Amazon operated at a loss so that they could use their funds for growing the company and acquiring market share. Maraming salamat, Carl Javier. And before we end, once again, can you guess who is speaking here? I just want to offer to my uh, colleagues stability, stability in the leadership. My type of leadership would be a, I'll be a consensus builder. Friends, if you know what we're talking about, 
message us at our Teka Teka Facebook page. At nahulaan niyo ba ang ating mystery sound in our last episode? Mahirap yata to rap. Parang ambient sound like our Fisher Fox podcast. Hiniram natin yung audio recording na yan sa Sounds of the Forest. It's this interactive map that allows you to listen to the forests around the world. Pag hindi pa nawala yung stress mo dyan, ewan ko na lang. Now here's the Black Forest in Germany. Now, and this one is really interesting. It's the rainforest in Baro, Colorado Island in Panama at night. But they slowed it down so we can hear the sounds that were previously above human hearing range. Check it out, friends. Search nyo lang, Sounds of the Forest. Follow our page, Teka Teka, for more news stories and Puma Podcast for more updates on our other podcasts, including some new podcasts. Muli, ako po si Robby Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Varona. Teka Teka, like Puma Podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen. This episode was produced by our executive producer, Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casillan. With reports from Janina Magundayao and Carl Javier. Maraming salamat po. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.